Right, I've got a, a really, the best subject to really speak about, the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ, known as Brian's already referred to as the rapture. It's uh, more wonderful really to try and picture the early disciples in the scriptures. When the Lord spoke to his disciples in the upper room in John 14, and said to them, let not your hearts be troubled. When he said to them, he was going away to prepare a place for them. And if he goes, he was coming back again to receive them to himself. I don't think they understood what he was saying. Certainly it seemed from the response that it was all a bit of a puzzle. But, coming from the mouth of the Lord before he went to the cross was marvellous. It was, it was revealing uh, his coming again in two parts. It was revealing that he was going away. But if he went away, he was coming back and he would receive them to himself. And you could look at that as being him going away into death. He was going away to a place that they couldn't go to. He was going to bear their sins. He was going to take it as far away as the east is from the west. He was going away, but he was coming back again. He was going to be raised. And he would receive them unto himself. That was the first part. The second part, of course, which is more traditionally thought about, is when he went back to heaven. He went back to his father. And in his father's house are many mansions. And he was going there to prepare a place. The Lord Jesus was preparing himself as well. He was preparing a place that we could indwell. And then we come to what we want to focus on tonight. Yet. He's coming back to take us to be with himself. There's two main parts in the New Testament where we get a clear indication of what's going to happen at the rapture or the perusa, the coming again. And it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 to 18. And you read also in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 51 to 58. I want to read first of all just at the beginning of the Thessalonians uh, uh, letter because I believe that was, or we think that was the first one. The, remember, these apostles were given the job of going out and proclaiming the gospel which included the coming again of the Lord Jesus. And of course, when it was being spoken about, when these apostles were preaching it, there was some confusion that came in. And it came in in Thessalonians, the Church of God in Thessalonica. And they began to worry that when they heard that the Lord Jesus Christ was coming back and that the people were going to be taken to heaven, they immediately thought, well, what happens about the dead people? 
What happened about my husband who died last week? Is it too late for him? What happened to the dead? And they were confused and they began to get worried. But the Lord Jesus had said, let not your heart be troubled. I want to just read in, uh, just uh, in First Thessalonians, actually, in chapter, chapter 1. <clears throat> and it's just talking about the Church of God in Thessalonica, that for they themselves, verse 9, report the kind of reception that they've given to Paul and to Silas and to Timothy. They tell you how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath that was included in the gospel this was they had turned from idols they were serving a true and a living God and they were in serving, they were also to wait for the coming of the Lord. Let's just read this section in chapter 4, and 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13. It says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed, or the version might say ignorant, about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's work, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This must be one of the most important parts in the Bible. Isn't it? Do you believe that? Do you believe that, that what is being told there is something that is so real. It's so important. It's the culmination of what we live for, for our purposes and the whole point of the gospel. The Church of God in Thessalonica were worried about the dead. They were worried about the people who had died in Christ What's going to happen to them? And here was the answer. As clear as you like, I would not have you ignorant. I would not have you uninformed. And that is showing the love of God. Is that Paul is showing his expressed concern for him. Don't worry about your loved ones who've died. Of course it was coming from God. He didn't want people to be concerned. He wanted them to be comforted, to understand that this salvation that was so new at this time was going to result 
culminate on an eternity with Christ Jesus. And so this picture is so beautifully painted here of this, the dead who go into the grave and are dying, they are asleep. And they are waiting. And those that are alive, if, I was going to say, if you're fortunate enough to be alive, I, I don't know whether that's the right thing to say, but whilst we are alive, that belief that it could be today. I don't know whether you've ever done this, but I remember when I was a kid uh, being so thrilled with the idea that Jesus was coming back. And as a youngster, just being taught about this could happen any time. And whenever I was going someplace that I didn't want to go, and I was usually the dentist because it caused a lot of pain. And as I would go there, I would like to imagine that when I get to that lamppost, I'm going to hit it and the Lord will come. <laughs> and I won't need to go through this pain. And of course, there was a lot of lampposts, and then eventually I ended up on the chair. <coughs> but the point I want to make was that it was real. As I, even as a young boy, it was real. It could happen any time. And this was how Paul was expressing here to these early Christians. That's how we should live our life, looking up. Live our lives waiting. Waiting in great expectancy and to be living in such a way that it, every morning you wake up you think I'm still here this rapture that's described is so beautifully picturing the Lord Jesus Christ it says he himself will come you know, you look at that and say, well, he himself, that's him who went to the cross. That's him who suffered and died. That's him who was raised again. It's him. He himself. Or, additionally, he's part of the Godhead, but it's the Son who's coming. The one who died for us. The one who is drawing us to himself the one that we are going to belong to. We belong to now, but it's going to be real then. We're going to see it in all its reality. Now we're just enjoying the spirituality of it all, the hope of it all. Uh, he's coming himself. And you get the picture too that God will bring those that are asleep in Christ. Now is that God the Father? Is that just again it's part of the Godhead and then it says that the dead in Christ will rise uh, how are they going to rise by the power of God is that the Holy Spirit working there and then we that are alive will rise up to be together in the cloud and it's just, to me, it's a lovely picture of the Godhead, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just together with the loud, commanded voice of the archangel, which is the authority of heaven. 
and the trumpet sounding, which is a command that this is going to happen and it's going to happen now or it's going to happen at that point in time and nothing is going to deter it and the lovely picture of the coming together of the church the body of Christ dead living the mortal becoming immortal and living forever in Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about it being a mystery. It's a mystery. But it becomes a revelation because it's revealed. It's something that's going to happen. We will not all sleep, but we will all change. That picture of us rising up the dead in Christ and those that are alive meeting Christ and being together and then there's all the change the change into the new body a new body a resurrected body like the body Christ had when he was raised from the dead and the joy of that is that not something that just motivates us to such an extent that want we want to live more now in our Christian lives looking up, being as we were, as we were the Thessalonians were, were advised to do, in a waiting state, to wait expectantly, to live and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but waiting for him coming. In the knowledge he said he would come, he never lied. He cannot lie. And that revelation that he's coming is a certainty. It's to be taking us away from the troubles that we've been thinking about. We see troubles around us now. We're being taken away from then. But we're going to be taken away from the tribulation troubles, which are going to be far, far greater. It says in 1 Corinthians, when we time to read 1 Corinthians 15, about being steadfast, being immovable and working for the Lord and it says knowing knowing it is not in vain it is not in vain because he's coming for us he's going to take us back to be with him forever and our reward is there for us in heaven for what we've done so our work here is not in vain because we are working for him who is going to be victorious. He is victorious. And it says we should live our lives thanking him. It says thanking him, looking, waiting, and knowing. You're looking for his coming. You're waiting for it expectantly. And you know he's coming. And therefore we live thankful. Every day thankful for our salvation. Thankful that we are one of the ones that are going to be raised. And then in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 18 says, Comfort one another with these words.